Alright, boom, welcome to the show, we're back, we're live, it's good to be here, ladies and gentlemen, it's episode 289 of Kicking It With The King, hello everybody again, it's Gabriel Hernandez, as always, we're here, we're live, it's September 12th, 2020, good to be back here, like I said, we were supposed to be back on Friday, but we came back a day late, but better late than never, and it sincerely feels like hell along since the Monday podcast, but... We're back and better late than never. Always, as always, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, I just fucking woke up, by the way. So if you hear me making some word mistakes in the beginning, bear with me, folks. All right? We're available everywhere you get your shows, ladies and gentlemen. Kicking with the King is available on Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Overcast, and more. Everywhere you get your shows, ladies and gentlemen, most likely we are available. So when you find a show, like, share, rate, review if you can. Share it with your friends. Share it with your fans. Share it with whomever. Whoever you want to share our show with, as long as you share our show, that's all that matters. All publicity is good publicity. So, like I said, welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. It's good to be back. It's been like a super long week. Like, really long. Like, a really long week. A lot, lots happened actually <laughs> since since uh I think it's just because it's been a, a lot of events have happened within a short amount of time and stuff. There's a couple things you can't talk about. Some things I'd rather not talk about. Not not nothing bad. Some really good stuff. Um, but at the top of the hour, since since it just popped up on my feed, Conor McGregor gets arrested in France for attempted uh, sexual assault. Uh, well. Attem- yeah, attempt is sexual sexual assault. It says uh, Conor McGregor was reportedly arrested in Coriska for attempted sexual assault. According to reports, UFC superstar had been sailing around the Mediterranean on his yacht recently with his fiance Dee Devlin. Uh, McGregor allegedly flew off the handle on Thursday. A court official in Coriska sent a statement to the agents France Press confirming Conor's arrest. Following a complaint filed on September 10th denouncing acts that he could be described as attempted sexual and assault and sexual exhibition, Mr. Connor Anthony McGregor was subject of a hearing by the Jurdarmi Services prosecutor said. I think he was released, though, shortly, if I did read something correctly. So, Connor McGregor, once again in the news for... Something crazy. I mean, sexual assault's not... <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Conor McGregor can't be going around sexually assaulting women. You see a fine woman in the bar, go up talk to her. Don't try to be all touchy-feely. You know, when you're in the, in the, you're in the bar, you're drunk, you're faded, whatever it is you do. You never know what Conor's doing. Maybe he's drunk. Maybe he did some cocaine. You never know what the fuck these guys are doing at this rate. But yeah, man, it's just... It's just insane to see that. I mean, if you look at his track record, man, going from punching old men in the bar to allegedly having some uh, another woman's kid or something. And no, I don't think that that part was true. Who who knows about all that other shit? But you, you guys don't need me to tell. Uh, you don't need me to tell you list every single thing that Connor's done. That's not the point. The point is that you can't be going and sexually assaulting people. That's the thing. He can't go, and um, it's, it's said that he got uh, released, but um, that just still isn't a good thing, you know. Um, then if you form, if you seen previously on 
all news Conor McGregor, we did see that, you know, USADA did show up and uh, test him, and he was kind of like, the way he posted it made it seem like he was surprised that they were there. He, you know, said he was retired and all that, but he said it will remain showing off that he is a clean athlete regardless of the whereabouts. But USADA showed up on the Mediterranean. Jesus Christ, USADA is not playing. I mean, you got to update your whereabouts on the app, dude. It's like you're being tracked at all times. And with that app, man, you fuck up one time, you, you can get, um, what is it, like, uh, you know, like, you can be flagged by USADA and be suspended for a little bit just for not updating your whereabouts. So Connor's still been updating his whereabouts, it seems, from the app. That's the only way they're able to find him. You know, obviously, logically, makes the most sense. It is crazy because, you know, um, I think I read it from, what was it, um, Mark Ramundi. He said that um, on, Mark Ramundi of ESPN, excuse me. Um, he said something about, like, Connor's still obviously updating his whereabouts. That's how USADA was able to find him. So he's not technically retired. He says he's retired. And, you know, I, I honestly generally believe that the general public doesn't think he's retired. And there's nobody, like, you know, he, he, he he's not retired, man. As easy as to say, it's not, he's not retired. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a business move. Whatever makes the most sense, whatever lines up perfectly. You know, if the great, the best fight comes to fruition one of these days, you know, one of these times, you know, and then, you know, obviously, obviously we don't know if that will get Connor out of bed for that, but, you know, so far, you know, he hasn't really made any, you know, insinuous uh, attempts at, you know, securing another fight. However, I don't know that 100%, but, you know, everything else, Connor McGregor has been quite silent, and, you know, since this whole coronavirus pandemic happened, I mean, do you really, you know, thinking about it, do we really want a Conor fight with no fans? Are you kidding me? Is that why Conor's sitting out? You ever think about that? No, I always thought, man, like, it's kind of crazy, you know, regardless of the pandemic, and, you know, fortunately, and, and quite thankfully, I'm very happy to have the fights back, but, you know, there's just certain people you can't have fighting in front of no one. Conor's not a guy that's going to fight in front of no one. You know how low the numbers would be? Depend more compared to the fans that are in attendance, you know, fans are in attendance, you know, in sold out crowds. I mean, you go back and look at the Dublin fight, you look at the second Diaz fight, you look at the first one, you look at any any Connor fights, man. It, that 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 arena's packed. So when you have no fans in the arena because this coronavirus stuff, that that doesn't sound too appealing to me if I'm Conor McGregor. So I'm not sitting here defending all the little. I know we talking we started it off talking about the sexual assault and all that. But I'm trying to move the needle and talk about some, you know, Connor's return of fighting potential. I mean, Nick Diaz, we've been talking about the Nick Diaz return. We talked about that on the last podcast. We talked about the Connor return on this podcast, on this episode. But, yeah, I mean, I'm obviously, like I said, I'm not going to sit here and condone everything that Connor's doing. At the end of the day, you know, it's not right. And if I was in that position, I wouldn't want my name attached to, to any of these um, allegations or any of this other stuff that Connor has been um, attached to. He's had a hell of a career so far, man. He was going, punching old guys in the bar. I mean, the Khabib, Nurmagomedov, bus incident, everything that happened after UFC 229, which wasn't Connor's fault. I mean, Khabib's the one that went and jumped over the, over the, um, over the cage and stuff like that. But, you know, him throwing the dolly at the bus and injuring all his fighters. And, dude, it, it's been a crazy freaking road. I mean, if you look at the baddest motherfuckers in the UFC, they don't all have the easiest track records. I mean, look at John Jones, man. Best fighter of all time. Look at all that track record. I mean, hitting the pregnant lady. I mean, driving while 
intoxicated and, you know, uh, I don't know, man. It's just, just the whole freaking, I mean, the UFC has some of the best stars in the world, but, you know, like the top tier guys, I mean, you look at some of the best fighters of all time, best boxers of all time, I mean, Mike Tyson, Muhammad Ali, Floyd Mayweather, you look at his controversy as well, I mean, Jesus, just like being a prize fighter, being a professional fighter doesn't exclude you from being like, you know, doing obviously normal things and, you know, with a guy with the kind of name of Connor, I mean, we've seen it happen time in and time again, he hasn't faced any jail time or anything, you, you know, just despite all the things that he has participated in and, you know, negatively been a part of, we haven't seen him face jail time, same thing with John Jones, it's a slap on the wrist, so it's a slap on the wrist because they have money and money talks, right? I'm not saying that's the truth. I mean, it does money does talk? Am I not right? Am I not correct? Money does talk. It can get you out of things. And the kind of money that Connor makes monthly, due to his proper twelve sales and just every other thing that he has going on, he's the most worldwide renowned, famous superstar. So Connor's is absolute superstar. And you know he can use that as leverage to pull himself out. I don't know what happened with the whole you know the court thing. If they're if they're um. Having to see him, having him, um, you know, he wanting him to return to court or for what, what, what the whole thing was about that. Let's actually let's go deeper into it. But yeah, that kind of kind of hit differently when I said that Connor doesn't want to fight if there's no there's no crowd. I mean, I wouldn't want to fight if I was Connor in the crowd. Maybe I would, but you know, there's an ego side of it that man, you can only imagine how many fans can truly be there. Let me see. So let me pull up Connor McGregor. Let's see. Let's see the first thing that pops up on Google. Conor McGregor arrested in Corsica for aggravated sexual assault. Denies allegations. Damn, it goes from... Uh, it goes from USADA to Conor McGregor getting arrested. Jesus Christ. Crazy time we live in, right? Alright, so here we go. Let's see the teams he got. Conor denies allegations. Okay, so this is an update from 8, 850 PM. This is about an hour ago, and this was uh, just made just basically under an hour ago. This report came out. Rep for Conor McGregor tells TMZ Sports Conor McGregor vigorously denies any accusations of misconduct. Um, Conor was taken into police custody in Corsica on Saturday over an allegation of attempted sexual assault, French officials say. UFC superstar had been sailing around Mediterranean on his yacht recently with his fiance, but McGregor allegedly flew off the handles. We read this earlier. Never mind. We read all this stuff. We read all this shit earlier. Main thing is he got has been released. But damn, that's just not good to have on your record, man. Getting getting arrested and all these allegations and, and all that. But hey, hey, who? At the end of the day, ninety nine point nine percent of us only know Connor because of the fighting and because of his personality and everything he does inside and outside the octagon and you know and what I mean by that is that we don't fucking pay attention to all the bad things that these guys do no last time I checked we all were here fights like that's that's gonna stir up controversy because people are gonna be like oh you support this or you, 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 you or support that or you're anti this or you're anti that no I'm anti bullshit and I'm here for watching some good fights. I mean, I'll sit here and talk and give my two cents on the matter, and I will be completely honest as, as need be. I'm not sitting here condoning nor saying that 
any sexual any type of sexual assault or rape or any of this other stuff is is 100% okay but you know it's the, the reality of it is that he's going to get a slap on the wrist and there's nothing really going to happen you know oh, a $1000 fine or $2000 fine or whatever it is you know something not even anywhere near being anything significant for Connor he can continue sailing on his yacht i wonder what the hell happened with that afterwards and you know um, I mean, we all know we don't we don't know what it's like to be a crazy superstar with the amount of tension that Connor gets. So, like I said, you know, all the best to Connor. Um, you know, sincerely, we'd like to see him return. You know, we've seen him, you know, obviously return against Cerrone. That last uh, the last time we've seen him in action, he looked great in there. So, you know, we're getting robbed of a very phenomenal fighter. So it'd be good to have a guy like Connor come back. But you know, and then again, it's like you know, we look at. I mean, there's a lot of great matchups, but I don't know why that no fans part really comes into play. You know what I mean? Like, it just seems so weird for him to fight without without having fans and stuff. If that makes any sense. But um, anyways, guys, let's move along. Um, I mean, we went to this whole entire 12 minute rant on Connor because of, because of an article that popped up. But anyways, guys, let's. What else we got? We got some fights later on tonight. Um, Michelle Watterson takes on. Um, uh, Michelle Watterson takes on, uh, I don't know, while I was watching the governor of California. Um, anyways, like I said, there's, there's a strawweight main event. Very fantastic fight between two very good, fantastic fighters, like two fantastic ladies, top contenders in the 115-pound division. Angela Hill returning, you know, to look, you know, looks amazing. She looked amazing in her last few fights. I mean, she's been on a roll. I mean, her second run in the UFC has been nothing short of amazing, you know. She unceremoniously got cut the first time around. Now she's come back, and she's improved her striking, her movement, her cardio. She's looked absolutely amazing, and she continues to look absolutely amazing. Her social media is on point. You know, she has a great social media game. She, her, her videos that she makes sometimes are very entertaining and stuff. So, you know, she gets it, man. She looks good, and, you know, she's the first African-American woman to grace the octagon. Fun fact, first African-American as well to headline a UFC card. So, absolutely amazing history in the making, and, you know, with the win here later, um, tonight over Michelle Watterson would, you know, would raise her stock even more. I mean, Michelle Watterson's no easy walk in the park as well. She has phenomenal striking. Obviously, she's called the karate hottie for a reason. She has great kicks, you know, great punches, great timing, you know. She's ferocious. She's great on the ground as well. She has excellent submissions. Remember that fight with, um, was it her, wasn't it her... I think it was Karate Hottie versus Paige Van Zandt. You remember that? You remember her landing that nasty kick and then she choked Paige out? And Michelle Watterson's a vicious, she's vicious, man. When she, when she, when she gets a hold of you and, you know, she's on top. She, she has nasty ground and pound as well, man. She's vicious. When you get a woman like that that wants to win that badly, you know, that's one of the hardest fights, you know, you could probably have on paper. So, you know, Angela Hill's uh, very tough as well. She's, obviously, they're both, uh, you know, top contenders and with the win for either lady would would vault them up to title uh, uh, vault them up to title contention at 115 pounds who's the 115 pound champion at strawweight 
oh yeah, it's a Zhang Wei Li. So Zhang Wei Li, that's one step closer to fighting that monster of a woman. Jesus, I don't think anybody wants to fight her anytime soon. So, you know, it's it's an interesting fight. It's a great fight. I mean, obviously that wasn't the original fight that was going to happen. It was a uh, That was the worst thing I've ever seen. You know King Yang, the the, the young boxer, the Latino boxer. There's a video on Instagram of six nine attempting to even try to match that little, you know, that little speed, that little, you know, like shadow boxing, and he just looks like absolute garbage. Oh my God, it's terrible, absolutely garb, absolutely garbage. <laughs> you guys ever like you know you see like the weirdest shit on Instagram, uh, so like you look you ever you guys ever look at like what's trending and stuff or the the you go to the search bar and you look at all the shit that's on the side. There's some wild shit down here. Mm, some wolf fight stuff. <laughs> Little Nas X says money's running low. He's like I'm gonna start making releasing music soon. The old town money running out. <laughs> That's crazy, man. I mean, obviously, if you're if you are only banking on that one one hit wonder, one good song, and obviously that money's gonna run out sooner or later. No way. That that's gotta be a fake. Nah, I'm get off Instagram. Instagram is very distracting. Speaking of Instagram, you guys follow me on Instagram, G the King Official. We can connect. We can be friends. We can talk about fights. We can do anything. But anyways, uh, what else we got? So these fires have been out of control. You guys been staying inside? Well, obviously don't get fucking burned inside. But you know, largely a lot of the people that are affected more so if you're not in the area where the fires are if you're in california wherever it is and uh um if you're not where the fires are you're going to be most likely affected by smoke and if you look at the sky take a look a quick look at the sky it's kind of gloomy we haven't seen blue skies in quite some time you know probably somewhat last week for one day or so we've seen like I, no it wasn't even last week it was probably like the week before last week right probably a little hint of a blue sky and then after that you know really nothing <laughs> it just looks gloomy it looks like it's gonna rain and stuff all the time that's why it, that's why it looks the way it looks um it looks terrible but then again, like, there's hella fucking places on fire. And the thing is, not only California. <sighs> I think it was like Oregon, too, and Washington, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know how crazy those ones are going on. But the world is on fire. We're literally in history right now. We're a part of a crazy history. 
there's a lot of crazy shit going on. If you look at the craziness that this year has already brought in from the coronavirus to, you know, the cop brutality, you know, the, the Black Lives Matter bullshit. Not saying this bullshit, but the everything else, all the bullshit. It's all bullshit in a way. It can be good bullshit and bad bullshit. Then again, I don't know which, which bullshit can be good. But anyways, like I said, you know, the track record that this year has had and the impact that it's had on people and their tempers and their patience and just their overall, you know, emotional, physical, spiritual wellness, it seems to have taken a toll on a lot of people. And I've never seen this many people, you know, get affected by something like that. You know, obviously, like I said, during times like this, you know, um, you know, especially being the fact that it was 9-11 yesterday. Um, you know, you remember the, how everybody was after 9-11, you know, they were very humble, and they were a lot more nicer to each other, and, you know, they cared about each other, and, you know, they wanted to help out, and, you know, stuff like that. If, if we can get to a point where, where people do that and shit, and, you know, instead of, you know, people being so angry and hatred or, you know, accusing people of being racist or, you know, not liking this or that or supporting this movement or that movement or, you know, any, you know, all the allegations, anything that comes up, anything that everyone's being negative about, um, it can, uh, you know, really make life a little bit better, people are a little bit more positive, hence, okay, so speaking of being positive, right, I know this has nothing to do with it, it's probably a terrible segue, but, um, so the other day, right, I was on Twitter, and I, I don't know, I wasn't drunk or nothing like that. I just, you know, felt the need to be very excessive with my tweets. You know, the tweets when it says, like, you, you tweet and you tweet more than 140 characters. It allows you to add to the tweet, right? So I added to the tweet and I kept adding to the tweet. And I know probably what I was saying from that point of view, if someone else was looking at it, it probably wasn't the most intelligent. But so I issued a bunch of tweets about President Trump, right? Here, here we go. We're going to start from top to the bottom, right? From the first part to the end of the story, okay? So, I basically said that, you know, noticing that 90% of what I see on the internet about Trump, you know, you look at the comment section, you look at the, you know, reports or anything, you look at the comments, you see what people have to say, either on Twitter, on Instagram, Facebook, you know, because Trump is everywhere. I basically said Trump is everywhere. He's on Snap, TikTok. There's videos of Trump everywhere. There's memes on Instagram and everywhere. <laughs> Whew. Excuse me sneezed all over my arm excuse me um yeah so he's everywhere so what i meant to say what i meant to say was like if you don't like trump at all you it, it's impossible for you not to avoid him because you're gonna see a report come out you're gonna see something on the news that has to do with trump oh trump did this oh trump filed that or trump signing this or that or doing this or whatever the main thing is you're gonna see him all over your feed you're gonna see him on Twitter, you're gonna see him, you know, on Instagram. Because what does Instagram do? Anything that he says that's vigorous or outlandish and stuff, they screenshot that shit and post it on your feed. They post it on World Star. They post it everywhere. You know, all these major news outlets cover shit, and they're all trying to get a little piece of the action. They're all trying to get people's responses. So you know, it's unavoidable to avoid politics on the internet unless you just solely don't go on Twitter. Or Instagram and stuff like that and you know it's it's everywhere you go so what I said basically is that you know your hatred for one person you know if everyone put love and compassion and in, into stuff and to liking people or something else rather than putting so much negative and 
energy into hatred, hating somebody. I can completely understand. But what I was saying, basically, the main point was that, you know, you're going to see him on the internet regardless. And don't, don't try not to let it ruin your life. Because what I've been seeing based off these accounts and reading it, how aggressively angry these people seem to be. It's like, I wouldn't even want to be aggressively angry towards any one person, even if I did hate them, you know. I'm not saying that I'm sitting here supporting or defending or anything else along those lines. I'm just saying that, like, it's just it's just crazy to see how much, uh, you know, like, hatred. I mean, damn, it's like, it's like the devil, devilish. I mean, it, one thing I also tried to say the other day when I was on Twitter was, like, you know, why doesn't people, you know, at least try to bring up something positive about it? Or no, maybe people are just stuck in their negative clouds and stuff. The negative clouds that they have going on. I mean, I can't control that. And then again, it's like, you know, people are exposed to different things on the internet. And they see different things on the internet. And it's your choice to whatever you see. And what your choice to, you know, respond or react to whatever it is that you reacted to whether or not you want to be negative or not oh president trump does this okay oh fuck you trump you're not you're not for america blah, blah, blah. or anything else along those lines man i mean i i hate stuff i there's people i don't like or things that i don't like but i'm not gonna make it you know known if, if that makes sense i'm not gonna you know just dedicate my entire account to hating one person or giving you know better yet giving one person that much energy because it's just, it's not worth it. It's not worth it at all. It's, it's not, it's really not. Give me one second. Yeah, that, that means, brings me to say, like, hey, if anybody, if everybody brought their energy like that towards good shit, I think we'd be in a better place. But, you know, nobody can ever be fully happy with what they've got or what they have in front of them. First things first, another, the top point, the most, the most important thing out of all those things that I said that day was the fact that I said that. As long as money keeps going in direct deposit three times a month, I'm perfectly fine. You know, I don't give a fuck who the president is. It doesn't matter unless something that affects me is being changed. Or taken away. There's not a lot of things that affect me. And if my money's getting fucked up or anything like that, or there's some crazy laws are in effect, or we have to wear masks 24/7, or be arrested, or some shit like that. I don't know some crazy shit. You know, other than that, I don't give a fuck. As long as my money's not being affected. You know, I'm on my own personal journey, as a lot of other people are. And you know, if I'm not, I'm not into politics. You know, I, I tweeted about it for the first time the other day, and you know, it's it's felt amateurish. You know, I could sit and talk about fights and break fights down and, and everything, all things UFC, right? But when it comes to talking about politics, it's like me trying to talk about soccer or football. No, it's not going to work out. But still, I mean, it's, it's logic. If you look at it, there is nine, if you look at the negativity on the Internet when it comes to Trump, there's a lot of people bashing him. It's easy. Just go on Twitter and, and Google Trump. Or not Google. I said go on Twitter and Google. Basically, Google meant my AKA meant search. Look up Trump on there. Look up anything that has to do with them. The articles that come up. What do you get? Negative stuff. There's nothing. I mean, does he do anything positive? Is there anything positive? I mean, he did issue the stimulus check, right? First one. 
and since then we haven't had another one, but still, um, but yeah, I mean, if you try to find some positive stuff on there, good luck, I mean, it's either, it's either one thing or the other, because even if you do support him, and I don't know why, or if you support him, or what the reasons behind it, oh, you're gonna get fucking hated or shamed, you can't casually like one thing, and have people like you, so, if, no, basically, like, you like this one thing, ah, no, the entire world's against you now, or everybody that doesn't like him is not gonna like you, because, you know, it's crazy, right, when, uh, the first time that Trump was elected, or, you know, we're voting, I had voted because I did not, I didn't, I voted for Trump because I didn't want Hillary, you know, you can look at how crazy track record of Hillary and the Clinton Foundation, Bill Clinton, and all that, all that stuff is very frightening, so I have been watching videos for the longest time about Hillary, and, you know, you get into conspiracies and get kind of nervous about shit like that. I mean, I look at Trump's versus Trump's track record, you know, a little bit touchy with the women and stuff like that, and, you know, just very controversial figure, former Hollywood movie star, freaking Hollywood actor on TV show, I mean, Celebrity Apprentice and all that, but, you know, Trump has kind of had a really crazy, you know, track record, and probably a little bit more things tied to his name that a lot of people don't know about, and there's a couple of other things, too, you know, Jeffrey Epstein stuff, you know, him tied to that, and all these other different things that he's been tied to, you know, none of these people in politics are good, none of these people in politics are heroes, so by all means, like, you know, there's just no winning when it comes to any of that, I mean, I, I, mean, I don't know, maybe if you voted for someone who didn't have such the highest profile, like a Trump kind of guy, you'd have a better chance of probably not having people want to rip your head off if you're walking around wearing a Trump hat or a Trump shirt, or better yet, um, wearing or having something like a Trump flag or something on your on your lawn or your your truck or something like that. I mean, I see it, man, everywhere. Trump 2020, Trump pens, you know, make America great again. Every, it's all over the place, man. You'll get your ass beat if you wear it in certain areas where people are very controversial, man. It's, like I said, it's not only online, ladies and gentlemen. Your ass isn't safe on the streets as well. It's any streets you go to. Anywhere that you go, if you go in public or you go to the mall or some shit like that, and you're wearing something controversial like that, what happens? Am I wrong, though? You gotta watch out because you don't know how crazy these people are. I mean, look at the craziness of the world. I mean, look at all the crazy protests. Look at all the people damaging stores and, and you know, vandalizing and, and graffitiing and everything. I mean, well, what's to stop people from viciously attacking you for uh, wearing something that they seem to hate? Everybody hates it. So, like I said, if you're going to support someone, you, you might want to do it in a way where you don't broadcast it to the entire world. Because you could be the, the, the world, the city's most glorified Trump supporter. And everybody's going to know who you are because you talk about it that much. Because your whole profile, your whole your whole social media is all dedicated towards that. Or you don't, you talk, tweet, and conversate about all things Trump or politics. Mind you, you need to find better hobbies or better things to talk about rather than dedicating your one account or your one thing to one person and stuff like that. And if that makes any sense, man, it's like, you know what I mean? You just simply can't do certain things in public without getting a view from people that's different. Same thing goes for gay people, man. If you wear one of those big-ass rainbow shirts and you, you know, you see two girls holding hands or two girls kissing or two dudes kissing along those lines. What do you get? What's the reaction you get out of people for more, more, more so than not? You know, you get people that, you know, just 
You don't get anybody. You just continuously, casually go with the, about your day, and everybody's casually enjoying their day. But then you do get those couple people that look at you kind of funny, like, "Oh, ew! Why are they holding hands? Ew! Why are they kissing? Ew! Why are they doing this? Ew! Why are they together?" You know, there's a lot of people that just aren't happy with being happy. So there's a lot of a uh, you know separation in the world, if you will. And you look at the way that people are. So you can't like like this kind of music or support this kind of thing or support this kind of rapper. Happened with Six Nine as well. I mean, you can't support this or support that, or you're automatically supporting all the worst things in the world. There's no negative. There's no positive support. Um, maybe somebody and people in the world going back to Trump for a second. Maybe people like what Trump does because he did something for the family or did something positive. You know, not everybody's looking at the negativity, but. You know, in this world, in this day and age of social media and, and, and all these apps, notorious apps and, you know, majority of everything being online now, if you see the corona and stuff. But even before that, um, you know, just all the news outlets, all the different media sites, all the different characters, all the different people online. Because you look at it, man, you got people that are 60 years plus on fucking Twitter, you know, including Trump. You got all these people who are almost close to having heart attacks, you know, offering the two cents in about Trump or anybody else, or just in general, right? Twitter has people that are 50, 60, 70 years plus on. The dude who played the original Darth Vader has a freaking Twitter, dude. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's, it's, so it's, it's a global platform where people can spread or share their knowledge or share whatever it is that they feel necessary to share on their profile that's that's exactly what it is same thing goes for instagram and snapchat's a little different but you know it's kind of the same agenda facebook twitter instagram all, all of the above all used for sharing things with people who can be all over the world they can all see everything you're saying you can see things that you like you can see the people who you follow on instagram can create a stir I can create a problem it creates problems in relationships right so I can only imagine the evolution that social media has created and what I mean why I'm talking about social media and relating it to Trump is that because you know you get all these picking people talking shit on the internet you know trashing certain things and then you go and click on their profile and it's like oh Trump supporter oh look at their bio oh lives with grandma in the basement oh it's like how the hell is it like that now? Like we, I don't think we've ever been this connected before, but also been this disconnected, if that makes any sense. Like, you know, people have their opinions and you get offended. People have their thoughts on certain things and you don't agree with them. And, you know, for some odd reason, you don't agree with someone's opinions nowadays in the world of media and in technology or social media and online shit. You know, you get mad at them and you just trash them. So basically, if my opinion sucks to you, you're going to be mad at me, and you're going to trash me, and you're going to talk shit and all that. So that's usually, that's kind of like the direction that we have gone in and stuff online. So you know, there's just certain things you can't say on a podcast or or a show or online. I mean, look at the fact that, look at some of the comedians, and look at Kevin Hart, look at Dave Chappelle. I mean, not, I don't know, was it Dave Chappelle? Yeah, Dave Chappelle's newest, uh, you know, his... um. What is his Netflix special? It was super controversial towards a lot of people in a lot of ways. A lot of people got offended. I wasn't offended at all by it. And then look at Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart, they tried to do the same thing. Pulling up tweets from 
10 years ago or shit you said hella long ago. And, you know, just because people don't like you, or I don't know what the hell it is, but people like to go deep into the archives. And just because they don't like you or they're not a fan or you said something stupid or you said something, you know, that was outlandish at the time, you know, people literally will go backwards just to trash you in the future. So say you did this one thing and then boom, you know, something a little bit controversial like years and years ago, right? And then 10 years, 10 years later, people are pulling up shit you said from there. And then what does that do? When you're on a global platform, when you're a guy like Trump or something like that, or Conor McGregor that has a large name like that, a large following, a large massive, you know, um, fan base, and, you know, it's a large platform in general, you pull up something like that, you just, you just be that one person or a couple people pulling up things from the past like that, you're going to slander their name, and there's going to be a handful of people that are going to unfollow or stop supporting. And, you know, they're not really supporters if they are unleashed from you that quickly, but there are casual fans and casual people in general that, oh, I'm unfollowing you because you did this or you said that or you talked about this that way. I'm not going to talk to you. I'm not going to follow you. You're blocked and all this other stuff, right? Is, not, is that not correct? There's a handful of people that do that. And that's the thing. Nobody is free anymore. At least not to express their thoughts and all that. I mean, obviously everybody's, you know, free to say what they want and, you know, believe what you want. And, you know, for me personally, uh, I don't care what people support. I don't care if they support this or that, unless obviously, unless it's like racist or something like that, then I'll be, then I'll be affected. But, you know, for the most part, if you vote for Trump, if you voted for Biden or vote for anybody else along those lines, I don't care. That's your life. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's not gonna. If I sit here and focus up on everything that everyone else is doing, then that's just only gonna draw me further away from what I want to do. And if you're worrying so much about other people, you're not gonna get shit done in your own life. And you know, I don't think anybody wants to go anywhere along those lines. So, anyways, let's take a quick commercial break. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all for tuning in. You know. Thanks for holding it together during that quick commercial break. It's all edited together, so you're not even able to tell whether or not we did it or not. So, um, so the other day, guys, get ready. We're gonna change stuff, change subjects here. I went to the wheat shop again. <coughs> and if you're asking why I coughed, it's not because of Corona. Because in between commercial breaks, I decided to take a little hit. Um, I just got this new stizzy completely new um it's called a uh, strawberry cough <laughs> funny because it does make you fucking cough motherfuckers fuck you Susie. um but yeah so i got strawberry cough it's a hybrid or sativa excuse me um and it, it's pretty good man for sure and uh, on top of that i did um i did lose my rechargeable stizzy pen probably a couple weeks ago so you know obviously sometimes it falls on the couch and they look like a motherfucking lighter so it's easy to lose those, right? I'm looking at it right now. It's camouflage. It's like it's camo. It looks like an army, army color. It was really cool. I got the full gram too. It was about like sixty something dollars, but dude, that shit lasts for like nearly a month or so. So that that that's good enough for me. I mean, it looks good. Um, it's really nice. It's an attractive looking pen. So man, man, when I went into the sh the shop, I guess they're you know this is the one shop in the entire city. That takes card and doesn't. You can you either I either take cash or card. So, like 
when I get up there, she said that they were saying like, cause it was kind of, it was around like seven something, seven oh five, seven ten, seven fifteen, and they closed around eight or so, or maybe it was a little bit later. Yeah, it was a little bit later, but then they were closing soon. But they're like, oh, you know, our debit card machine's not working. They're like, damn, I can't slide a, p- a freaking piece of plastic just to get this cannabis stuff real quick. And then, not to say that, but you know, we had to get out of line and go get some cash out of the ATM and then go back in line in a specific line for people that just did that. And um, she pulls out all the, she was cute too. A lot of those women in the weed store is fucking cute, man. They work there. I mean, obviously, they hire the most attractive looking people first, probably. <laughs> then, okay, so she put the pens down in front of me. And then there was like a gold one, there was a gray one, there was a black one, and there was a camel one. I was like, oh, dude, I was like, that camel one's caught my heart. So I was like, definitely want to get that one. So I picked that one. And then ever since then, it's, it's been pretty good, man. Other than that, just, you know, um, I, I did, oh, I'm not going to say that. Never mind. I was going to say, I did uh, find this crazy alcohol that I was looking for for hella long. It's um it's not because it's it's just because I've been that was one of the first wines that I openly drank without absolutely getting fucked up. I drank like two entire bottles of the you know the Mad Dogs right? You know back in the day we drank those all the time. Well, well not all the time. I'm not gonna pretend to sit here that did I pre- pre- sit here and pretend that I did. But when I did, man, I had a crazy ass time and I was absolutely fucked up the next morning. So, yeah, I found a bottle of the Blue Raspberry because I hadn't found one of those in so long. You know, I'm not saying that I was looking or anything along those lines, but I did find what I was looking for. And, um, you know, I was just casually in the store the other day getting, I was going to get like, I, I got like a bottle of Modelo. You know, the Modelo and the Modelos in the can, the tall cans, which are so good when they're super super cold and stuff um i saw it in the wine section and i was like oh i gotta get that sorry about that little delay man oh my god you guys have no idea what the hell is went through so you know let's go back to i forgot which fight it was for chris weidman this is so fucking random but he had to take a shit during a fight he, to shit. he said he was like on the rink where he had to close his cheek, had his close his cheeks together, and he still won. I forgot which fight it was, but he said he had to take a shit. But dude, I was talking during like the whole time, and I was like, oh my god, I have to shit so fucking bad, and it's gonna like come out, cut out, come out of me like diarrhea, dude. The shit, I was like, dude, I have to fucking shit. I was like, I have to pause the show. <laughs> I was like, we're gonna have a quick little commercial break. So when I said commercial break, that was like, oh my god, take a shit kind of break, dude. Oh my god, that shit was just fucking wild. <laughs> like, who wants to hear about taking shits and stuff anyways? But dude, oh my god, that was fucking insane. But anyways, let's move along to the final leg of the show. If you like the show, visit our uh, visit our website directly. Like, share, rate, review. Share a show with everybody you know. And, you know, let it be known throughout the podcasting community. I got three text messages. Two text, three text messages from the same person. Jesus, I'm not gonna say the name, but um, this message is on my my text messages on Snap as well. But let me see, uh, this might as well answer them while we're on the air. I mean, who gives a fuck about using phones on the air? Anyways, you can't see me. You ever do that? Like, you guys ever have those conversations with people online? Like, no. What I mean by that is like, you know, you you have you're talking to them on Snapchat, for example and Instagram, and or text, 
and you're having like two different conversations, completely different conversations. Normally, I'm like the type of guy that's like, oh, just text me in one spot and let's just talk about one thing, one one place or multiple things in one place. So, like, dude, it's it's so legendary when you have conversations with people that are different on multiple platforms. That shit's cool as fuck. Just took another hit of that freaking uh, strawberry cough. So if I start coughing here, don't get nervous. Ooh, that was a good one. <laughs> we get so fucking, we get so faded on the show. That's the thing. We talk about everything, but when I have guests and stuff, <coughs> excuse me, like we have fun and stuff. Like when, we, like if you see me around people. Or like a good guest nowadays, that's just gonna be so much more fun. I'm responding, sorry if you hear that typing in your ear. <coughs> but yeah, it's cooler to have people on. But then again, it's cool to have fun too. So we always say have fun here on the show. <coughs> It's like I said, it's legendary, so if you ever get, like, a time where you text on multiple platforms, then that's how you know the person's, like, legendary. You know, those people are cool. I like having people like that. You know, when it comes to texting and stuff, that's only, like, half of what you normally could say. And I could never trans transfer any of the shit that I say, like, how I say it like this at this rate. I, I can't text all this stuff. So when you're having a conversation or you're talking about a certain, like, event or a situation that happened and you're trying to get into details for the most part gun to head if you absolutely had to you know you could just tell them you know break it down through text but you know like majority of the time like when if you think of like some past relationships that i've had or you know like you know things where you're arguing with the when you're significant others and stuff and you try to explain something I'm, i'll be like the type to say like call me no don't text me call me because you know you can't fucking explain certain shit through text. I mean, you could explain like half the battle, but you can't explain the whole entire thing. So if you don't explain the whole entire thing, you're not gonna get the whole story. And when you don't get the whole story, that causes things to slowly shift. It causes things to sh slowly break apart because you guys lack communication skills. So it's very important to have that. You listen to all sides of stories. Listen to both sides and stuff. I don't even know how the hell we got into talking about that part, but anyways, let's move along to the final leg to, of the show. How how about this? Since we didn't talk about fights earlier, we're gonna we're gonna do some banging tonight. Not like literally, but what I mean by banging is make some banging fight picks, baby. All right, let's get into some fight picks for this weekend's fight card between Michelle Waterson and. Angela Hill, as well as my risky picks for UFC Fight Night 178, which is on September 19th, 2020, between Tyron Woodley and Colby Covington. But first things first, let's get to the main, uh, the main event picks for UFC Fight Night 177, UFN 177, between Michelle Watterson and Angela Hill. 
I picked in the main event. Ooh, big underdog pick. Even if I did hype Angela Hill up, I'm going to go with the karate hottie Michelle Watterson to defeat her by unanimous decision later on tonight. And co-main, Atman Azaltar versus Kama Worthy. Kama Worthy is very popular. You know, he's a big name. You know, a lot of people, you know, was undefeated in his first two fights. You know, see two finishes, I do believe. And, you know, very hyped. I'm actually friends with Kama Worthy on Facebook for, for uh, anybody that didn't know that. It's cool. You know, we're friends on Facebook. We never even talked before, but we're friends on Facebook. How cool of these guys to go and accept random people's um, Facebook requests. Just kidding. But for reals, you are friends. I just haven't reached out. Maybe with an amazing performance, you can reach out and talk to him and you know, ask him about his performance and how everything was. So how about that? At the top of it, women's uh, fight at 125 pounds, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. Roxanne Modafferi versus Angela Lee. I have not selected a pick. And this is through Verdict MMA. Okay, I have not picked had an official pick yet. Roxanne at 164. Um, and then Angela Lee at 2.57 experience. So I don't know. Maybe we're going to go with the underdog. 164 to 257 in the, in the corner of Angela Lee. 257. Um, all right. I'm going to go with... I don't... We're literally putting each other on the spot. We're putting, I'm putting myself on the spot, literally. Like, right now, I'm debating on who to pick. You guys don't ever get me fight picking live, usually. Most of the time, I do, but then there's times where I, I just don't. What the hell? My underwear ripped. Um, all right. I'm going with Roxanne Modafferi. I like this new version of her. I think she beats. Isn't Angela? Isn't Angela? Andrea Lee racist? Or she has? Was she the one with the racist husband? Fuck you. If that's true. Okay, I'm going with Roxanne Modafferi. Yes, decision to win. Roxanne Modafferi, ladies and gentlemen. All right, and going from there to Ed Herman versus Mike Rodriguez. All right, all right, all right. I'm picking Mike Rodriguez by unanimous decision. Bobby Green versus Aline Patrick. Look at that forehead, man. That's a five head. Five head. Alan Patrick's pretty good, fucking good though, for sure. Bobby, I'm going with Bobby Green. I thought I picked this one. Decision, Bobby Green. Decision. Where's my money at? That's going to happen tonight. Get ready for it. Where's my money at? All right, Billy Quarantino versus Kyle Nelson. I picked Quarantino by unanimous decision. Did you guys know, like, fun fact, when I very, 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 very first started watching, or, you know, watching MMA, or, you know, betting on it, I based it, when I was a little kid, I based it off of how they're, how they looked, who looked better, who looked physically better, how funny is that, how times have passed, right, how crazy, but anyways, guys, I think that's it. Is that it? No, we, we got to get we one more thing. We're going to get to our Covington versus Woodley picks, and then we'll get out of there. appreciate you guys for joining us here at always, ladies and gentlemen. All right, at the top of it, Tyron Woodley, Colby Covington. I'm sure you guys know my pick. My pick is Colby Covington by unanimous decision. I'm picking Colby to beat Tyron. I think he shuts him down with his constant wrestling and pace. Obviously, has to avoid the power of Woodley because Woodley carries that power through all of the rounds, and you know, he's not like a Kumar Usman. Colby's gonna hit him a couple times. Usman hits it back. 
couple times, you know, you know, he's going to have twice that much blinding power if he catches you on the chin cleanly. And no matter what point of the fight, it's going to be a dangerous time for him. So Colby has to use his wrestling. He's got to use it defensively. He's got to use that, you know, obviously can't stand and trade too much with Tyron. Maybe stand and trade a little bit, throw a few combinations, a couple kicks, and then go in for the takedown, you know, come push him up against the fence and, you know, kind of shut him down. When Tyron said he wants to let his hands go, he's got to seriously let his hands go against a guy like Col Colby. And he's got to really stand in the middle and, you know, he can't circle, have his back centered towards that cage because, you know, that's where Colby's the best. That's where he can shut you down. That's where he can beat you up and, you know, you know zap that energy. And, you know, we're going to see a, a five-round domination by Covington if Tyra Woodley's not careful. I mean, if you look at the way Tyron got beat by Gilbert Burns, you're only as good as your last fight, right? So that's the only thing people are going to remember is his last couple fights where he got absolutely shut down. I mean, obviously he's fighting the top of the line, guys who want to fight. I mean, look at the last two losses of Tyron's career. You got... Um, Gilbert Burns, who's fighting for the title next. You got Kamar Usman, who's a reigning, defending, dominant, 170-pound world champion. You know, it was a long way to title shot. It was long overdue. You know, he, he, he campaigned for his title shot on multiple occasions for so long. And, you know, Kamaru finally got the title shot. You know, he made it worth its while. He beat Tyron Woodley down for five rounds, and now he's fighting Gilbert Burns. And, you know, fast forward. So it's going to be interesting to see how Tyron takes this one because this one's a must win for him you know obviously these are three really big matchups and it's really you know you know obviously this was a matchup I wanted to see before when Tyron was a champion originally um but you know I think it's still Colby as good as Colby did in that Usman fight Colby did better than Tyron and 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 Camaro didn't even implement any wrestling on Colby it's just which is crazy I mean and Colby held his own on the feet with 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 uh, Kamar Usman, so I mean he can hold his own on feet with Tyron. I just think he can't take too many of those crazy shots. You know, he, Tyron's nasty counters, his speed, everything. You know, he's a really good fighter, man. I'm really excited to see Tyron come back, man. I really want to see him, you know, get a, get a win. I want to see him, you know, obviously if he beat Colby, a lot of people would be very happy right now. Obviously, Trump supporters might not be, but <laughs> you know, anyways, uh, yeah, I mean it's a good fight. So I'm, I'm, even though I want to see Tyron come back. I'm going to go with Colby. The betting line say Colby. I'm picking Colby because I'm betting and I'm, I'm, I'm risking an underdog pick. Or no, not underdog pick. I'm just, I, I just, I just know it's going to happen. You could, you could, you just know. It's one of those things where you just know. Okay, so, all right, co-main event. Donald Cerrone versus Nico Price. I'm going to go with Cerrone because of his USC experience. And obviously he, he's, you know, still, you know, looks really good. And, you know, obviously it, um, still winning. You know, at this age, he's not getting dusted out of the water, you know. Um, Cerrone does have you know, a lot of losses. <sighs> a lot of losses, um, you know, as of late. You know, he's coming off of a loss to Connor. But, you know, he, he still is very game. And for these younger guys coming up, when you fight Cerrone, you either beat Cerrone or you get humbled by Cerrone. So, Nico Price is wild, exciting, ferocious, you know, very aggressive. And, you know, always come forward, never takes a back step. And, you know, he's going to bring in a fight to Cerrone. And, you know, this is the kind of fight that's under the radar. You know, this is a really exciting fight. Um, really interesting fight. You know, a fight of the night worthy, man. It seems like both guys are going to end up bloody at the end of this fight. It's going to be a wild slugfest. You know, it's a great fight. All right, moving up the ladder to a very anticipated fight. A lot of people have been talking about this young man. A lot of people have been, you know, talking about him. Um, 
and comparing him to one Khabib Nurmagomedov. I'm sure you guys know who I'm talking about. Kamzad Shemaev um, is taking on Gerald Mershart, and a lot of controversy came from the corner of Mershart when it comes to how he said he felt being he was disrespected because Kamzad has actually had another fight booked after this Gerald Mershart fight. So he says another. <clears throat> when the fuck in the history of the sport has any other fight? been booked right after, even before the fight even happened, so I'm fighting this guy this weekend, and you have me set to fight this guy another month, not another month, or whatever the next time frame is, you know, you want me to fight multiple times, that's crazy, and you know, that just shows you how much confidence the UFC has in Kamzad, he reminds me of Khabib, he talks like him, you know, he's like, he says the same shit that Khabib usually says, and you know, he, he's obviously very, compa very compared to him, so he's a middleweight guy, middleweight Khabib, he looks good. Um, I think he's going to wipe the floor with Gerald Mershart. So I picked uh, Kamzat Chemayev to be safe by unanimous decision. Oh, no, 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 no. I can't rely on myself to say the truth sometimes. I did not pick unanimous decision. I picked him by submission in the second round. Second round submission for Kamzad. If I get a perfect pick, baby, I will shave my head bald for that one. Johnny Walker versus Ryan Spann. I'm going to pick Ryan Spann. I like underdog picks. Looks good. Fight's good. You know, a lot of power. Good on his feet. Very athletic. Johnny Walker as well. I mean, training up a TriStar. I mean, you know, kind of being touted as one of those, you know, guys to, you know, he said he was out in a fight. He was going to beat John Jones and, and all that. And, you know, he has, like, you know, some nasty wins, some good big wins. I mean, the win over Misha Sarkunov and, you know, the Justin Ledette one. You know, Johnny Walker's pretty vicious, man. So, is he going to be the one-hit wonder, or is he going to bring something back to the table? I'm picking Ryan Spann, though, but it's interesting to see it. A good story behind there. Um, Mackenzie Dern versus Random Marcos. I'm going to go with the submission wizard, Mackenzie Dern. Um, if Random Marcos can keep it on the feet, she doesn't really, you know, she wins, but, you know, her fights are always, you know, they're, they're, they're decision fights, so... And they're either close or one-sided or either she's winning dominantly or it's, you know, and obviously she's a good fighter, but, you know, her, her, her fights aren't really, uh, you know, you wouldn't see Ryan Marcos in a headliner anytime soon, basically. Okay, so Mackenzie Dern. Mackenzie Dern is pretty fucking hot, though. I just don't like her fake Brazilian accent. Um, Darren Stewart, Tyron Woodley's brother, versus Kevin Holland. Is that racist to say that? No, he just looks like him kind of like that same face. Well, the beard, shaved head, African-American. Kevin Holland versus Darren Stewart. All right, who did I go with? I went with Darren the Dentist Stewart by unanimous decision. All right, that's it for our fight picks, ladies and gentlemen. That's it for the show as well. So I appreciate you guys for joining us here. Great show today. Um, a lot of fun, as always. Um, you can follow me on Twitter, G the King Official. Or GT King Official on Twitter, G the King Official on Instagram, KWTK Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Available everywhere you get your shows, ladies and gentlemen. Like, share, rate, review. It's good to be back. It was good to be back today. We'll be back sooner rather than later next time. Good luck to everybody fighting this weekend. Wear your mask in public. Practice social distancing. Don't do drugs, at least not the bad kind. And or anything else, you know, love each other a little bit more.
get together. Stay safe, wear your mask, stay indoors because the smoke is crazy, especially if you're in the California area. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, this is Gabriel Hernandez signing off. Until next time, we'll be back sooner rather than later. We're out of here. Bye, folks.